This is an uncensored podcast about sex, sexuality, gender, and body stuff. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the person or persons sharing them. Some names have been changed to protect the anonymity of its participants. Hey babes. <laughs> hey lovers. Hi friends. Hello my lieblings. What do we want? What do we want to call you? I I've been toying with this um hey babes. I kind of like babes. There's this like cute British girl that I met this weekend at the at a bar and uh, she's like, "Hey babes." I was just like, I can't even sound as cool or British as she did. But, um, yeah, she just was like, the she was like the tits. She was just so good. Um, are you taking the piss? No, you're the tits. That's, that's British speak. It's so cool. Um, thanks, babes. Hey, oi, you got, you got a fag? Thank you. Thanks, babes. Um, all right, please delete that. Delete all that. Anyway, hi, babes. It's, this is, this is Make Sex With Me. Um, I'm Drew Michael. And this is a, a little quickie-sode. And honestly, I, it's a day after Valentine's Day. Uh, but I'm feeling kind of like Valentine's-y and like, you know, Valentine's, it's just always, like, it always kind of makes you feel a certain way. Um, there is, of course, the show Love is Blind. The new season dropped um, today, and my niece loves it. And um, I have since, like, at one point, I just was like, I just feel like I can't watch this shit. It just feels way too hetero. Um and I'm just like, okay, well, I, I can't handle it. Um, also, the, there's just a certain kind of person who's willing to, like, go on a show like that and fall in love in five seconds with a person they've never seen and then, like, be like, why is this not working out? It's just, like, it's a lot. I mean, we obviously love to watch people be stupid on reality TV. I mean, we love it. That's why we watch it. Um... But anyway, I got sucked in. I almost didn't come upstairs to record. Um, but I knew that I made a promise to myself and to you, listener, to release an episode every single week. So we're going to do that. So I had some ideas of like reading 
um, sexy things I found on the internet. And I did actually find some really good things. Um, but I also had this idea of like, and I don't know if I can do this in 30 minutes, but I had this idea of like talking about some of the past, uh, loves I've had. Um, obviously they didn't all, uh, you know, come to fruition fully. I'm not still with any of them, but I am like, despite not being like still with those, those men, I'm still like very, um, I feel very fortunate to have been like having lovey feelings for them when I did. So I think I might talk about some men in the spirit of, of love. Um, and also just to prove that single bitches, um, they get love too. And, you know, I mean, like, of course we get all sorts of different kinds of love from our friends and family and whatever, but I'm talking about romantic love. Okay. So, um, so maybe that's what we'll do. I'm going to talk about like three different guys. Um, I only have two in my head right now. Um, but I could just like pull a third one out of my butt. I've been keeping a man in my butt and I'm going to take him out for you guys. Cause I love you so much. So the first, the first love interest that comes to mind, um, is a guy by the name of John. And I know I've mentioned him before. John, um, was this cute guy. He was like, I wouldn't want to call him chubby. He was just kind of like fleshy. Um, but he was like, he had a good little body. Um, uh, he was, I believe he was Puerto Rican, um, from Chicago, but I met him in New York. And, uh, we went on some really good dates. We had some really good dates with like food involved I I think I saw a movie with him. I think I saw the movie Interstellar with him, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, and it was really good in the theater. Uh, I didn't cry, because I don't usually cry in public, or especially not on dates. But um, I remember we just, like, we hung out a good amount. Initially, I was just like, this guy is um, kind of annoying. Like, he just... He would... <laughs> It is funny too because the things that we um are are annoyed with at first are the things that we miss sometimes the most like when it's all over. Um the two things I miss the most about him are this thing and the sex. So let's start by this thing. The thing he would do was uh he would like tell you a story and when he would do the voice of, like, the other person, he'd be like, and I was talking to Michelle, and, um, you know, I said, Michelle, like, I I got your mail, like, did you want it? And she was like, oh, yeah, I want, I want it, like, uh, you can put it in my hand or whatever. And you'd be like, okay, that's funny. You think women sound like that. Uh, but then he'd be like, and then I was talking to Matthew the other day and said, hey, Matthew, like, uh, were you having a birthday party? I, I think I think I heard you say you were having a birthday party. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, come over to my party. Uh, it's going to be at 8 p.m. Um, so then I was like, oh, everybody sounds like that when you're recreating, like, what had happened. 
And I was like, that is so weird. He just, he always, <laughs> he would always just like pitch shift his voice super high. Um, and I, I remember thinking like, I was probably being like a defensive, you know, self-preserving little bitch. Um, but Rich is being like, that's so annoying. Like, ugh. And I just didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I guess I didn't think like there was like a spark or something, but, um, I mean, I don't know what, what one should experience on a first date, but, um, later on, like, I remember he said something to me, like, I just, I really like hanging out with you. Like, it's just so chill. Like we can just like eat dinner and it's like super chill and like we could talk and it's fun and chill. And I was like, yeah, I was like, is there some other way to do it? Um, but I guess what he was saying was like, this just feels like home or this feels comfortable. And I was just like such a little fucking bitch. I don't know why I'm such a fucking bitch sometimes. Um, but anyway, uh, probably disregard. I'm like cracking my knuckles. Great. Just ruining the recording. I'm going to take my watch. I'm sitting here in my little silky robe and I put on a pair of red panties and pulled them up tight, pulled them up high and tight. And, uh, this is how I feel sexy tonight for this recording. Um, so yeah, I miss, I miss that goofiness that was John I miss the comfort. I miss, um, I remember he used to like, he wouldn't mind kissing me in public and it didn't feel like, you know, audacious or something. Um, I would like put my legs on his lap on the subway and we'd just chit chat. Um, just like everything felt nice. Um, I don't think we really went on, we probably dated for like a month and a half or something. Um, and the sex was so good. It was just so good. Like the penetration, the penet penetrative sex was, um, it just was, I, I used to say, I, I, I think this is what I've mentioned on the podcast before is that his penis was like a cloud. First of all, he was uncut. His penis was like very girthy, not too long. It was like nice length. Um, he just smelled, everything smelled good on him. He just didn't ever seem like dirty um, and he was just such a, like a lover and a carer. Um, but I remember he said, oh, and the other thing, let's finish the sexy thing first. The, the sex was so good because we used to do so much before the penetration. Like we used to like kiss and like tickle each other and nibble and like caress and like we would giggle. We'd both laugh and it was just like, it was like the best sex I've ever had. It was so good. And one time we did, we did sex. <laughs> we did it uh, with Family Guy on the TV in the background. And I think that's special. That was actually Thanksgiving. So maybe this should be a Thanksgiving story. Um, that was the best Thanksgiving I'd ever had. I, I had said to him, like, you know what? Um... I'm, I need a little bit of space. Like, I, I just feel like we've been hanging out a lot. And, like, I just need, like, a little bit of space. And he was totally like, okay. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Cool. And I was like, oh. And the, uh, just, just by him saying that's cool made me feel, like, instantly, like, a lot better. Like, a lot less, like, freaked out. Because, um, of course, of being a little bitch. 
and protective of my heart or whatever, I guess, which is not a bitchy thing to be, but it's, you know, at some point you got to fucking open up. Um, and, uh, literally I thought I wouldn't talk to him for like a week or two weeks and like literally like a day or two later, I was like, okay, so I think I've had enough space. Like, what are you doing today? And it was like Thanksgiving day. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm just like cooking some food at home. My roommate's out of town and we're just going to hang out, you know, watch something. And I was like, oh, I'm going to invite myself over to your house uh, for Thanksgiving. And he was like, okay. I was like, is that cool? Can I come over? He's like, yeah, totally. Just like bring dessert. He's like, I'm going to make dinner and you, you bring dessert. And I was like, okay. And I brought some like weird berry dish or something. Um, and I remember we ate dinner and then, um, my belly didn't feel good. And so he's like, come here. And he like sat down on the couch and he like, I sat down next to him. He's like, just lay, lay your head here on my lap. And I was like, okay. And I laid, laid with my head on his lap and he just like pulled up my shirt and just started like very lightly rubbing my belly. And he was like, does that feel good? And I was like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> you might have poisoned me with dinner, but I this is the best thing I could ever ask for. Like, I mean, like, are you kidding? Just to have someone take care of you like that. And I remember another another moment. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why things didn't work out. I know that at some point he was like, hey, like, I, I don't want to hang out anymore. And I was like, seriously? Like, why not? And he's like, I just think that, like, I don't want something serious and like it feels like we're kind of getting a little serious and I was like we don't have to get serious I just I just want to keep hanging out with you like I just I like hanging out with you and he was eventually like if I hang out with you if I keep hanging out with you I'm gonna fall in love with you and I was just like uh what the fuck's wrong with that um and I remember I had asked him like because he had he had just come out of a long dis or long-term relationship um and I had said, like, are you just, you just don't want to be, it feels like maybe you just want to be single for a while. Like, maybe you just, you don't want to be in a, another relationship right away. And he, like, for some reason couldn't verbalize that that's how he felt, but it, it made sense to me. And it also sounded like he had come out of a relationship where his partner was, like, maybe not abusive, but just, like, used him and, like, maybe one of those kinds of relationships where he gave a lot and his partner like didn't give and just took. Um, and I could see maybe that, you know, I, I wasn't, see, I'm a giver too, but you know, if for some reason when I act stupid, um, in lovey situations, sometimes I, 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 I don't know, maybe I take too much. I don't know, but I, I haven't had that much experience. But the problem is that I think that we didn't get a chance for me to to show him that, like, I could I could rub his belly, too. Like, you know, I was, I was interested in being as caring of him as he was of me. And, and I, I worry that that's maybe what ended it. Or, like, I would even think sometimes, like, okay, so he always topped because back then I really didn't, I didn't really top a lot. And then I was like, oh no, like, um, does he want to bottom? Like maybe he's been forced to top all the time. Maybe he wants to bottom. And like, 
you know, I feel bad about that. Anyway, I think about him. I won't, I don't want to say all the time. I don't think about him all the time, but he's the one that, that kind of comes into my mind when I think of like maybe the closest I'd ever gotten to something really, really wonderful. So it was John. Um, and then moving on, then there was Brian. Brian is this guy who, um, I think I probably met him online or something. I don't even know. I probably met both of these guys online. And Brian is someone who I actually think of, when I think of dating Brian, I think of like Valentine's Day because I remember I was working at Lush Cosmetics. We had like really cute stuff. We always, they always have cute shit come up for different holidays. And we had some like soap that smelled like cherry cola. It was just like so cute. We had a lot of different cute things going on. And I remember just thinking like this smell, this season, everything just make me feel so lovey. And I'm like going on cute dates with cute guys and like, I just, I had like a date with this guy, Brian, and it was just like, we were both so giddy afterwards. We, were, we really, really liked each other. And then by the end of the date, we were like texting each other. And he, I was like, I'm so sorry. I just like really like you. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I really like you too. And it was just like, oh my God, this is gonna be so cute. Um, and then I just took my robe off. I'm hot as fuck. Um, and then, um, and we just would see each other off and on. We went on several dates. Um. He was, like, from Brazil or something. Like, his family was from Brazil, but he was, like, more Spanish than Portuguese. He was, like, Venezuelan or something. But his, um, one of his parents was, like, an immigrant to South America from Korea or something. So, like, he was just, like, gorgeous. He was literally gorgeous. He was little and his asshole was hairless. I was just like, okay. Um, which it, it didn't need to be. I, you know, except lots of asshole types. Um, but it just was like, like sexually, it was really a different thing for me. I actually, I think I topped him and it just felt so natural. Like it just, our relationship kind of brought out my versatility. I felt, I felt like it could have gone either way. Um, but it just was like, we had really sexy sex. Um, he was adorable. I really, really liked him. And I think it didn't work out with Brian because like, it just kept, he just kept flaking on me. And then I kept saying like, Hey, like, I just don't understand. Like you said we were going to hang out and then like, you didn't talk to me the whole day. And then you know, what the fuck? And he was like, I'm sorry, I know, I've just been so busy. And I'm like, hey, like, you really, you know, you can, you're never too busy to, like, text a person and say, hey, like, I've got to cancel, like, works too much or whatever. Um, and he just, like, kept reaching out to me and wanting to hang out again. Like, it's, it's not like he didn't want to see me. He just, like, kept flaking on me. And I don't even really know what happened, but it was, like, one of those times when I really had to just, like, let something go that was not going to be good for me. Um, but it sucks because the minute they call, you're like, Oh my God. Like I, I need to see you. I need to see you right now. Um, Oh PS. I think I'm going to release this episode like 
as soon as I'm done recording. So it still will be released on Valentine's Day. Isn't that cute? This is the kind of shit that, like, plagues my brain. Like, I'm, I'm such a... I don't know what that makes me. I, like, need things to be perfect. Anyway. Um... So that was Brian. Is there anything else? Oh, I, I, I bought a really cute necklace um, on the street, like a street vendor when I was with Brian once um, in uh, Williamsburg on Bedford Street. I think that was Bedford Street. Um, I can't even remember the streets anymore. Ugh, my life. What is my life? Um, anything else about Brian? He was just so sweet. I think we probably kissed on on the street or something. I remember, like, we went to some restaurant that was, like, it was in Chelsea. Was it in Chelsea? Or was it in the meatpacking district? I think it was in the meatpacking district. And this was, like, this, like, almost like a... It was supposed to look like a diner, but it was, like, not a diner. It was, like, much more, like, bougie. It's like a bougie neo-diner. And I think we, like, ate cute food. I think we just had dessert. I think we were like, we don't want dinner. Let's just have dessert. I think we, like, shared cheesecake. I'm sure I was just as lactose intolerant then. Um, so, yeah, that, that date probably had to end pretty quickly after that. I don't think there's anything else to say about Brian. But I miss him. And I'm glad. Glad that I had that experience with Brian. I'm trying to think of other guys I've been with, dated. There's been a lot of, like, one-night stands, and then there's been a lot of times when I, like, got feelings for friends of mine. Um, but I don't want to talk about those, because I've talked a bit about those before. I have been meaning to, and I, I'm fully aware that my last episode was all about boys, and so is this one, but I'm just in, like, a lovey-dovey mood, okay? <sighs> Um, I've been wanting to talk about Jordan and maybe I can spend the last 10 minutes of this episode talking about him. So this is a weird one. Jordan was my best friend when I was like in, I think the end of elementary school. I don't know for how long, but it was for years, let's say. And then a little bit into middle school, we moved up to the middle school, but things started changing as we hit puberty. Um, I've probably told this story some, I, I can't remember if I did or not, but to make a long story fit into 10 minutes, um, Jordan and I were best friends. We, his family was super religious. They were like evangelical. Uh, my family was dysfunctional Catholic. And, like, his family, they had, like, travel Bibles. They would, like, they'd be like, okay, honey, we're going to this place after we do this. Like, did you get your travel Bible? Like, they just had to make sure they had a Bible with them at all times. And um, I remember he would, like, ask me if I wanted to spend the night at his house. And um, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, like, how about Friday night? And then he'd be like, okay, yeah, totally. And then he'd go home and then he'd call me and be like, oh, uh, my mom said, like, you can only spend the night if it's on Saturday night. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't have anything else to do. 
And he was like, oh, okay, cool. See you then. And then I'd come to find out that they wanted me to spend the night on Saturday because they really wanted to take me with them to church on Sunday mornings. And they really thought that my family was like going in bad directions. I don't know like where they got that from. If like I told Jordan things and he told his parents things or if I told them things and they went like, "Uh Oh, or if like my mom was talking to his mom or I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't have any memory of my parents ever talking to his parents, but um, I know that his family talked a lot about me when I was not there. And I know that his mother like was so sweet, even though they were crazy religious she was so sweet, and, like, when she would, like, she'd come in to tuck us in at night when I'd spend the night, and she'd, like, give us both a kiss on the forehead, and she was, like, the sweetest woman. Her name was Carol, and she um, was from North Carolina, I think, or something, somewhere in the South. Um, and uh, that was Carol. I think that the dad's name was, like, uh, Bruce. I think it was Bruce. And Jordan had a brother named Caleb. I mean, they're just, like, so quintessentially adorable, but crazy religious. Um, And then they would also ask me if I wanted to go to youth group on Wednesday nights, and I went a couple times. I think they even had a church lock-in I went to, and I was like, we played Chubby Bunny. We, like, put marshmallows in our mouths, which is, I think, a little bit um, scandalous. I... Was, that was definitely practice for me, you know, having dicks in my mouth. And I can't believe that they would train young Christians to suck dicks like that. Um, anyway, we didn't use hot dogs. We used marshmallows. but And they were smaller marshmallows. I had like 150, I think, in my mouth. Um, so then, um, and then they swallowed them all, all 150 of them. It was great. So the, 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 where it started, things started getting weird was like, even before, even before middle school, uh, I remember this is what I think I've talked about before is, um, that I never wanted to play sports with the kids, uh, the boys, you know, because I thought, I thought they were really mean to each other. And I always ended up getting hit in the face with whatever ball we were playing with. If it was baseball, soccer, football, just constantly getting nailed in the face with balls. Um, and again, perfect, you know, practice for being a gay porn star later in life. Um, I think what would happen is I would hang out with the girls and I just was like, Oh, these girls are so much nicer. Although that's not always true, but at that time they were. And, um, he was like, uh, I was talking to my, my mom and dad and my brother at dinner last night and, uh, we, you know, they just decided that, like, you know, if you keep hanging out with the girls, you're, you're going to be gay. And I was just like, uh, okay. I was like, why the fuck are you guys talking about me and my sexuality at dinner? And I was also, like, so young. I hadn't hit puberty. I hadn't started feeling things. I... I didn't know I was gay and I didn't know really what being gay meant fully. It just didn't, none of those ideas form. Cause again, we, nobody was raised in a gay world, you know, um, we live in a straight world. So, 
so the whole thing was just like what oh my oh my gosh like I wasn't like oh no you're right um I just was like really kind of offended that he would say that or that like just by me befriending girls that was like dangerous or something and I was just like all I know is y'all treat me bad over there and I mean it wasn't him it was the other boys but he didn't like defend me um and over here these people treat me good and I don't like it I don't like that shit and at a young age I remember just being like no I'm not gonna deal with that shit um so that started to draw a wedge between us a little bit and then just puberty became more of a thing I think I started getting fat he started becoming more like I don't know if he was a jock I can't remember I really just lost track of him I don't know what happened to him after a certain stage um but I do remember that one time when I was spending the night at his house um he was like we were like you know tweens or something we were just hitting puberty and he was like hey do you have any like hair down there and I was like uh, yeah, like a little bit. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And I was like, do you? And he's like, yeah, I'm starting to get hair down there. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, man, what's next? Uh, and then apparently I, I remember him being like, do you want to like show each other or something? Or like, can I see? And I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then Carol came in. I was like, oh, Carol, I love you, but could you get the fuck out, Carol? Cock-blocking Carol. (sighs) And then that was that. We never showed each other. It could have been so nice. We could have been each other's firsts. I'm sure we would have just, like, rubbed wee-wees together. I don't actually know. We probably would have done nothing. But we could have, it could have led to other, other questions, other explorations. I would have liked him to have been my first. Um, and it doesn't even have to mean that he was gay. I mean, he just was, um, curious about his changing body. And so was I, and it was totally natural for that to happen. Um, anyway, so, uh, a couple months ago, I got it in my head that I should like look up Jordan and, uh, I like, found him like found him on like facebook or instagram or something and he's married to a girl i've never heard of um i always thought he married this girl stacy who was like like her family and his family went to the same church and they were like almost like from a young age they were like oh jordan and stacy are gonna get married and they like unofficially were dating like the whole time we were friends but it was like we were in elementary school so that doesn't mean anything um he didn't date Stacy. He dated some other blonde girl and he's blonde and he looks exactly the same. He's just like a little bit hairier. Um, he has like two or three, maybe four kids. They're adorable. He goes to all their football games and whatever games. And, um, I think he still lives in Michigan. He doesn't still live in the town that we were raised in. Um, and I actually think maybe his family moved away at some point. Maybe that's why I don't remember seeing him after a while. But it's so funny that he was my best friend, like really, really close. And I don't even remember what happened to him. It's like, I just said like, oh, you're gonna, 
you're going to say these this shit about me or you're going to be this person or whatever and fuck you, bye. I mean, I was really good at writing people off when I was younger. I mean, I was about to write my own father off for a long time when I was younger. I just said, like, if my dad doesn't accept me, like, I don't have a dad, I guess. And that's, I think you have to be in a certain, experiencing a certain amount of fear or pain. Or being made to feel like you're outside or like doing something forbidden or, or, or bad. I mean, you have to be in a place to, to write off people like that. You have to be hurt a certain amount to pretend that like relationships don't matter. And it's been a long time working on that. But anyway, after looking up Jordan, I was a little bit down for a few days. I remember, and I remember really, really wanting to reach out to him and be like, hey, like, and it almost like that thing of like, like, is he the one that got away? Like, I want to reach out to him. Maybe like, what, what? Maybe he'll leave his beautiful wife and, and wonderful children and be gay with you because he asked to see your pubes once when you were like 11 it's almost like I was like, don't, don't mess with that wonderful life he has. Even if there's a part of him he's never explored, but you don't know that. He might feel completely fulfilled. You don't know shit. And um, and I also felt later than like an emotion of like, uh, I don't know, like your life is all fucked up and alternative and like he doesn't need to be uh influenced by you you filthy heathen i did kind of feel like that there's sometimes when i think like i would not be accepted by certain people uh not not necessarily like from my past but like just like certain people in the world um because of the things i've done or or who I've um, been. Who I've been. That's a fun way to say that. So yeah, Jordan, I'm glad we were friends. That was great. He was a good friend. Um, but I will say that his family's religion kind of put the kibosh. Bruce and Carol put the kibosh on us being friends. Because, I mean, eventually I did come out and or I was not out but I was just like only friends with girls and uh other fat people that I could eat with um (laughs) and I got really like I think cynical and dark and I wasn't gothic or anything but um started doing poorly in school and you know I'm sure he never got a bad grade ever I'm sure his parents prayed the the B's and C's and D's away. They probably would have sent him to a conversion camp if he'd gotten an F. He would have been sent to a conversion camp if he got caught looking at my pubes. Definitely. And we're so happy to announce that the state of Michigan has made conversion therapy illegal. Thank you, Michigan. Thanks, having a Democratic governor.
things. Um, anyway, y'all, I gotta go to bed. This has been great. But I have to go to bed because tomorrow I'm taking a road trip to the South Carolina State Capitol. Um, because of House... What is it called? I have it. I took a picture of it because I'm an idiot. Um, there's a bill that's being voted on. It's called uh, House Bill 4624. And it would deny medically necessary care to transgender youth. Basically, if you're not 18, you can't get, you would not be able to get uh, tra- uh, medically necessary care if you're trans. Um, specifically care for trans, you know, issues. It's not like you couldn't get any medical care. You just wouldn't be able to get care as a trans person for your trans medical issues. Um, there's also another bill that would make it so you can't get, uh, a gender reassignment surgery until you're 21, which is fucking ridiculous because 18 year olds can fucking go to war, fight for their fucking country guess you can't smoke cigarettes anymore till you're 21, but that's probably okay. Um, you can't drink till you're 21, but still, you're a fucking adult at 18. Why would you, why would your state have any right to not let you fucking, anyway, I'm going to talk about it in the next episode. Going to Columbia, South Carolina, to the state capitol building with the ACLU and other chapters of uh, PFLAG. Very exciting. And I'm probably going to leave my house at six in the morning and drive two and a half hours to get there. And uh, that's, it's a new experience. I am doing it. It's like fly by the seat of my pants. And I'm trying to be more political this year. That's something I decided I wanted to do was be more political. So that's what I'm going to fucking do. Anyway, I'm going to try to like record on the way there. So you guys will hear that later, later on. And uh, maybe I'll even get some some interviews from people while I'm there. Is that exciting? Ooh, I have some good people I want to record. Ooh, yeah. All right. So to all of you listening, maybe maybe John, maybe Brian, maybe Jordan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you. Um. And uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Five stars, please. That sounds great. Please write a review. You can say whatever you want. You can say the meanest things. I hope someone says something mean. I would love to read it out loud. I really would. It would be great. Um, uh, We now have a pretty, pretty awesome YouTube. You can listen to our podcast on YouTube. Uh, make sex with me podcast on YouTube and uh, there's no videos yet but that is that is coming up guys I'm gonna find a way to do it a lot of my guests don't want to be uh, identified but I'm gonna find a way to at least have my beautiful face on the video maybe the other half of the screen could just be like a cartoon frog or something um, without it being all QAnon all right guys Boys and girls and squirrels and every other thing. No, I hate that. Everybody, (laughs) my babes, hey babes. I hope you're filling your holes with whatever makes you happy. Bye.